It's Robin, Terry and Bob on Brisbane's 97.3. We're very grateful to Emma, who's a young Brisbane dancer working on her dream job on a cruise ship off China, off Shanghai, Mm -hmm. in January when COVID came down. Uh, The captain made a very early decision to stop taking passengers, move the ship out to sea for a four-day clean-up, and then a two-week quarantine for all of the crew who are on board. And this is a story for a lot of cruise ships around the world. We hear that tens of thousands of crew members are still on these ships. So while they're out to sea, ports started closing down. Mm -hmm. And when we left Emma yesterday, her captain had just said, maybe we need to sail south. Because we were in winter, so we were freezing and couldn't really go outside. And it was like China winter, so it was like two degrees maybe during the day, which for Australians, I was struggling. 20 in Brisbane. Exactly. (laughs) So I was struggling with the two degree weather. Our HR department were really great and basically like taking suggestions of like, what do you need? And it came to, we just need to be in warmer weather. Like we need to be able to walk outside. Their goal for a while was just get us south, go towards Australia. And we'd floated the idea of going so many different places. Like we were meant to be docking out of Manila for a while and we would have three days in Manila and three days out at sea. And there was a plan where we were going to go to Bali. There was a plan where we'd go to LA, Miami. We were going to go to Australia. Like it was just so confusing. We were hearing so many different things. That must have been very stressful on all you, you guys just to be rejected from all those different countries. Yeah, that reality was kind of frustrating. Mm. But I think it was also, we all felt really safe. Like we were running away from it, I guess. And no one was getting off, no one was coming on. Like we were all socializing with people we wouldn't get to socialize with normally because these people aren't working their usual 12 hour shifts. And we were having parties every two days and it felt like a month of just like the dream vacation. Were you getting word of what was going down on other ships? Because that's when I guess Diamond Princess started. I think, yeah, Diamond Princess happened at about that time. And we were just kind of thinking, thank goodness that we got out of there when we did. Our captain made a really big call and he made the call early on and just said, no, we're done. Which kind of felt a bit preemptive at the time. Like it didn't feel like it was that bad. That's an expensive call to make. Exactly. It was a big call to make. It was very expensive and it was, yeah, it was a big call and he made the right choice in the end. But it was at the time surprising to a lot of us. You're here now. How'd you get here? (laughs) (laughs) So we had a really strange run. So once we started just like moving south and eventually our company got to do some charity cruises for the volunteer firefighters. So we traveled from Manila down to Sydney and we were meant to stop in a million places on the way and kept getting turned away. But yeah, we ended up in Sydney. We docked there for a few days without guests and we kind of just like, we sat in the harbor. We were anchored for a few days. We got to get off in Sydney. It was like, it was amazing. We got to have a holiday in Sydney for no reason. It was like unexpected. Why didn't you have to quarantine once you got back into Sydney? We'd already done our 14 day quarantine on the ship. We left Manila on the 14th of February. Yeah. And once we left, we obviously had no guests for that time. So we were confined for however long it took us to get to Australia. And And there'd be no cases presented by the crew? No, none whatsoever, the whole time. Yeah, so we had three charity cruises for the volunteer firefighters, which were amazing. They were four days, no one was paying for a thing. Like it was just, it was incredible. And like the environment on the ship was amazing. And to be with Aussies, like... And there must have been a great feeling of appreciation from those people, yeah? Yes, yeah, it was amazing. These people were just so, so appreciative and loved being there. And so I think everyone was super appreciative of that. And it was a really nice environment. It's, I'm trying to go back to when that yeah, was because yeah. now you think, well, why wouldn't you just go home? Like why, if you docked in Sydney, why didn't you make your way back up to Brisbane? But of course... 
back when they were putting the fire people on the on the ships, it wasn't like this. Everyone's still kicking, and as Emma said yesterday, they're still contracted. They're all part of a show. Yeah, so, of course, she, they haven't told her she could leave. Yeah, and but so we are getting towards the middle of March when ships were shut down, and that's where Emma will take us tomorrow. Um, and we'll learn about her journey to get back home, but also the ongoing journey of the ships. There were three ships sailing out of Sydney from my company, and they all kind of docked in the middle of the ocean somewhere, pretty close, and just did a bit of a shuffle around of all their crew. So they put all of the like Filipino and the Indonesian crew members on one ship, they put everyone else on another ship, and then they put another group on another ship. And they kind of, yeah, they did a big shuffle around. So basically, lots of people could eat on one ship and they'd be entertained on the other. I don't think so. I think <laughs> it's, it's imagine having one ship full of Aussies. <laughs> it's it. Yeah, no. We don't want to go home. Have another drink. Um, we'll find out where Emma, uh, how Emma got home, and where all of those ships have ended up tomorrow. Welcome home, Emma. It's